Welcome back to the Inspiration to Grow podcast, the best place on the internet to uplevel your mindset, health, and wellness all in one place. My name is Lisa Oberbichler, your host, life coach, and personal growth strategist. And this podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection between physical and mental health and how the two are interconnected. My aim is to provide a platform for meaningful conversations about building and maintaining a healthy lifestyle and how to create a positive mindset to help you achieve your goals. On today's show, I have a returning guest. Amber Lynn Paquette joined me back in episode 70 to talk about the importance of setting and honoring personal boundaries. Today, I have the pleasure of wel welcoming her once again to discuss the topic of living authentically. But first, a bit about Amber. She is a two-time graduate with certificates in digital imaging design and media foundations, currently working towards her degree in counseling psychology. Her love for writing can be seen in her self-published book entitled Growing Pains, a short poetry collection about mental health, growth, and human connection. Amber also runs a blog called Live Well, which is a collection of blog articles and resources, and I might add excellent resources focused on edu educating the public on mental health, wellness, self-care, and life skills. Her future career as a psychotherapist will focus on working with relationships and couples. And I love having Amber on the podcast because she makes the discussion so very tangible for my listeners by providing exercises and examples we can all relate to. Today, Amber explains the definition of living an authentic life, steps we can take to embrace our authenticity, how the law of attraction works, the four key mindset characteristics we need to commit and stay true to living authentically, but one of my favorite tips Amber provides is what to do if you find yourself constantly comparing yourself and your life to that of others around you or online. It's so juicy. It's so good. Be sure to listen to all her tips. There are so many aha moments and golden nuggets shared by Amber, and I hope you gain inspiration from our conversation. Let's jump right in, shall we? Welcome back to the podcast. We have Amber with us today, and I'm so glad to have her back in season two she helped us understand boundaries and led us through some very useful, insightful exercises in a previous podcast. And so, yeah, welcome back to the show, Amber. Hi, happy to be back. So our topic today is living authentically, which is a lifelong journey of self-discovery and personal growth, really. It involves understanding who you are and what truly matters to you, and then living in a way that aligns with those values and beliefs. Authenticity requires courage, self-awareness, and a willingness to take action to create a life that is meaningful and fulfilling. It is a process of becoming fully alive and living a life that is true to yourself. And we are fortunate to have Amber here with us today to help us understand how we can start living more authentically. So, Let's dive in headfirst 
Amber, what does it mean to live authentically? Uh, well, to follow up with all of those great points that you just brought up, um, authentic living for me, it's a really interesting and really personal thing. Um, and that's kind of why I'm so glad that we get to discuss this today. Um, because you're right, it can be kind of an abstract concept. So let's break this down and make it as tangible as possible. Um, why is it hard to define authentic living? Um, it's because everyone is going to have their own definition based on their own wants and needs. So there's this kind of template that you can follow. Um, and it goes like this. So living authentically means to live in a way that aligns your innermost needs, wants, and desires with your outward actions, occupations, and company. So what I'm asking is, are you honoring your wants and needs with your actions, your hobbies, your work, and your friends? Um, and if not, that's the, that's the incentive. Okay, if not, how can I get there? How can I start living more authentically, which is in line with those needs, wants, and desires? So you're saying then that authenticity happens when your words, actions, and behaviors consistently match your core identity? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So then the big question is, how can we become more authentic and I know that you have some very concrete steps that we can take to embrace authenticity. Yes. Um, before we get into those steps, I just want to highlight this is a massive process um, and also highlight the word process. Um, this really is a lifelong endeavor and it's not so much a 10 step program or a recipe to authenticity. Um, living authentically really is this, it follows this idea of becoming, which again is, is this lifelong and iterative process of like evolution um, in the sense that as you get older, you change, you know, your wants and your needs change. Um, so if you can adopt the practices and the mindset that we're going to be discussing, um, you'll find yourself adopting a more authentic version of yourself by meeting those changing needs and kind of evolving um, in this process. So, but in order to evolve, the first step um, is really identifying those wants and needs. I keep talking about these, these wants and needs, but what are they? What does that mean? Simply put, they're things inside you that help you identify parts of you, which by identifying the parts of you, you can then assess, are you meeting that part's need? So the goal of living authentically is to identify the needs of your parts and then ensure that that part is being honored, it's being seen, and that their need is being met. So we talked about some concrete steps. Um, I run a blog called Live Well uh, with Amber Lynn. And in one of my blogs, it's titled Me, Myself, and I, Getting to Know Your Authentic Self. And in there, I discuss an exercise that you can use to help identify some of your parts. So if you haven't, be sure to check that out on the blog. But for right now, I'm going to kind of make this more tangible. And myself and Lisa are going to walk through that exercise together. So like I said, the first part is identifying your parts. 
And a really fun way to do that is to think of something that makes you really excited. And I mean, like, going beyond just, oh, I kind of enjoy this, but like makes you so giddy and excited, puts a big smile on your face. And you get this maybe feeling in your chest or your shoulders and you get all excited. (laughs) For me, it's this picture of me riding a horse outside in the summer in a field and there's like tall grass and maybe some flowers and it's just warm and there's a breeze and oh that makes me so excited it makes me really want to do that i'm going to ask lisa what makes you really excited well that makes me excited too amber because we're both horse people (laughs) but but to use another example um i've i've always wanted to do this i've i've always wanted to write a book and it makes me very giddy to think about the 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 time that i have every day to sit down and get this book get my message out into the world so i know that might seem a bit strange for people but i have always been a writer i like to sit down and try to put words into meaning to express a message that I really feel needs to get out to people. Okay, awesome. So we've identified things that make us really excited. So that has identified a part that's telling you that a part of me gets really excited about riding a horse in the field. And a part of Lisa gets really excited about getting to share her messages with other people. And so step two is kind of reflecting on that part. What does this tell you about yourself? This is going to help us identify a need. So if I reflect on this really wonderful idea of getting to ride a horse out in the field in the summer, I can kind of break that down into, okay, there's a horse. So there's a part of me that definitely likes to be around animals. Maybe there's a connection aspect there. Um, It's outside. I love being outside. It's in the summer. I love the sunshine and it's an activity. I like being active. So there's a few, a few needs there. I I like being in contact and connection, preferably with animals. Um, (laughs) uh, There's a part of me that loves being outside and there's a part of me that really likes being active. So how can we, have you reflected a little bit on that writing aspect and what does that tell you about yourself, Lisa? Well, Yes, I, I think it reflects the my um, my need to to help people. I've I've always um, been involved in uh, jobs and careers that have helped people. So I think there's a helping aspect there, but uh, I think there's also a way to look at it. If I reflect. Um, that this is something that I've wanted to do. So I am, uh, let's say, honoring my own um, goals or ambitions to do something like this. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, using words as a way to communicate or express myself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So 
what we've done is we've identified this part and then broken it down and identified the need. And so step three is reflecting, am I honoring this part? So is this part's need being met? So in my case, am I spending time with animals that gives me fulfillment some like emotional connection fulfillment am i spending time outside and am i being active i'm not spending as much time outside as i would like i can identify that i do have a cat so i'm definitely spending lots of time with animals so that's great that part is being met and i do i am active i i ride my bike i work out you know so that part of me is being met and so i identify that two of the three parts are being met so if one part isn't being met, I ask, how can I meet that part? In this case, it's a relatively simple solution in the sense that, okay, there's a part of me that is telling me it wants to be outside. I can do that. You know, I can go on a walk a couple times a week. I can, I can open my blinds and just have the sunlight because there's clearly a part of me that really wants to be outside and have the sun. So I just need to incorporate that a bit more in my life. And I know that seems very simple like it's just sunshine but believe me when i tell you that that part no matter how small it is if it wants some sunshine you got to give it sunshine Mm -hmm. um and so lisa you identified that um you're you're writing this book so is that how you're honoring this part of you for its need for like communication and connection and helping people well um to to, yeah, to honor my my goal, the goal that I've set for myself, I mm-hmm. I think I am meeting it in the sense that I have set a certain word count that I try to achieve every day. So I, I set myself uh, a word count of 500 words, and this is what I get down on paper or actually type up in the typewriter every day, or not typewriter, I mean in the computer every day. Boy, boy, that dates me, that dates me. How, how long have I been thinking of this, right? Way back until I, but um, no, no, I, I do set a certain word count every day and I, I, I do set aside the time to honor uh, this, this project that I'm working on. So I think to a large extent, I do meet this need. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I just started it not too long ago. So we'll see, you know, if there are times when I really have to go back and say, oh, you know, um, this is this is your goal. This is what you're working towards. Sit down and, and get it done. Right. But but for, for the time being, yes, I think I think uh, I think I am honoring it. OK, awesome. Perfect. So this is a really easy three step. Um, identification process to help us get in touch with some different parts of us um, and primarily identify those those wants and needs. That step two, that reflection part is really key in this exercise um, that gets us to identify the wants and needs because it's not necessarily about the thing that gets me excited. I, you know, if it's that, if I'm thinking of a horse ride I, that may not necessarily be feasible, you know, I may not be able to meet that part through that exact vision, but it's the reflection that allows me I, to identify the actual need and 
then examine if I'm honoring that part and meeting that need. So like I said, that exercise is on the blog. Um, there's a free printout for you to work through this exercise by yourself. And I think it's a really great way for everyone listening to begin that process of authentic living um, through identifying their central needs and wants. Amazing. And this, this to identify their, their, central needs and wants right so this could this could be in any area of their lives never right absolutely absolutely and it can be done time and time again you know like we said this is a process so maybe setting aside you know one one reflection a week and just seeing each week what comes up and seeing all the different areas of your life um, that come up through this exercise would be really great right so I mean anyone who is um, interested in up-leveling their health and fitness, this would be a fantastic exercise to do as well, correct? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are the benefits of living an authentic life? We're, we're talking about this and people are maybe wondering, well, you know, why is this so important? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like we could do a whole other podcast on the benefits of living an authentic life. Yeah. Um, there's so many because you're going to find as you go through this process, as you become more aligned with your authentic life, um, the benefits are just going to seep out into so many different aspects of your life. Uh, I'm try I tried to bring this down into two, two main categories. And the first one um, is alignment. I spoke about alignment. And so the closer you get to that cycle of assessing your needs and consistently meeting those needs and living that authentic life, um, you're going to become more aligned. You know, you're going to really feel close to your core self, your central self, your authentic self. And, you know, we talked about alignment the last time we spoke about boundaries. And it's similar because that idea of becoming closer to your central self, it surrounds this idea of like self-respect, because in order to get there, you're you're honoring yourself you're you're setting those boundaries you're meeting those needs and it is an act of like self-respect and it creates this sense of alignment within you um and then also there's this idea of like law of attraction and with what you're putting out is what you're going to get back um and so if or once rather you become more aligned and you're living this authentic life the actions that you put out into the world and the company that you keep through your friends, through your work, they're going to feed into this cycle of authenticity. You're going to attract what you put out and you're probably going to find that there are going to be so many more great opportunities and great people who better align with your wants and needs. Um, and it's just going to become this cycle of authenticity. I'm putting out authentic actions that align with my beliefs, my needs, my wants, and as such, the things in my life are going to fall into place. My work is going to align with me. The friends and the company that I keep is going to align with those values as well. And then they're going to present these opportunities. And it's just this cycle of growth. And I mean, think of the emotional benefits of what happens when you're feeling that alignment within you. And then everything in your life just kind of starts falling into place because you have this law of attraction working you know without 
going into like studies on this, um, you're looking at like reduced stress. You're probably going to have a better mood. Um, there's reports of improved sleep, you know, all of these things that just start to happen because you're more in line with yourself and you're just, oh, the emotional benefits. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> so you're not hiding yourself anymore. You're living in alignment with your emotions, how you want to present yourself to the world. And I, I love the fact that you tied in the law of attraction too. Um, mm-hmm. Everything I put out into the world, I attract back to me, right? Yes. So, I mean, how, how does a person start living an authentic life? Like, what, what are the first steps? Um, to put it bluntly, you're going to pick a day and you're going to choose to begin. And we're going to take small steps because living authentically isn't asking you to uproot everything you are and everything that you have. It's not asking you to do that. It's more about finding ways that are accessible to you to meet those needs that you identify. So I would say the first step, start with that exercise. Identify the needs. That's the first step. You can't align with something that you don't know exists. You really need to understand what is inside of me that is 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 asking to be heard that maybe I'm I'm not hearing right now. So really reflect, identify your needs and that step alone can last a long time, right? You're not going to sit down and do one reflection and be like, "Great, I have 20 things that make me excited. Here's my list of needs. I'm going to go meet them tomorrow. You know, that is also a long step, a long iterative process of re-reflection, reassessment, taking the time to look inwards. Um, And then the second step is kind of acknowledging that you need to make a change and acknowledging the feelings that come with that, because maybe implementing change feels scary. Um, but the act of self-exploration is a step in the right direction. And the key is just being gentle with yourself through this process. Parts do not like to be rushed or forced. I'm going to say that again. The parts that you identify do not like to be rushed or to be forced. Especially if you notice something and you come to the conclusion that, oh, no, this part isn't being honored. This need isn't being met. And it hasn't been for a long time. That can, that's a big indicator that, okay, I haven't been meeting this need for a long time, but it's there. But because I've been in essence, like suppressing it for a long time, it may take a little bit of time for that need to want to come up to be met. Um, So just be tentative when exploring Um, Don't be afraid to try a few different ways of nurturing an identified part. Um, And if at any time, like, you become overwhelmed when reflecting, take a step back. Um, And also, I would just like to suggest, again, there are some self-care practices on the blog as well that can help with this um, process of relaxing and being gentle with yourself and not pushing too hard when exploring. Mm. Very good. So Amber, you cannot be authentic if you don't believe in yourself. And if you don't believe 
in your ability to shape your life the way you want it. So um, this kind of begs the question for you, how do I stay true to myself? How do I uh, develop that conviction and belief in myself and my own ability to shape the life I want to have and and live authentically then? Uh, For sure. Um, I think a lot of this has to do with like your mindset and what it means when you are adjusting to committing to live authentically. Um, So I kind of outlined a few characteristics of a healthy mindset that may help when people are looking to achieve an authentic life. Um, So I've outlined four different characteristics. One, to be curious. Two, to remember calmness. Three, to be committed. And four, to remember kindness. So let's look at each one of those a bit more. So curiosity. I think you need to be brave enough to ask the questions and to search for the truth. Um, Ask yourself if you've been hiding and why. What are your needs and how can you meet them? And this goes back to that first step, that first process of exploration searching for the truth, searching for your needs. And then that question of asking yourself if you've been hiding, that refers to those parts that may not be being met, but they don't like to be rushed. And in that sense, you need to remember to be calm. And so this is important when to remember when you look at the enormity of the task at hand right we keep talking about how this is a lifelong process and that can be overwhelming and make people want to just not even begin um so it's this remembering calmness in the face of the enormity of this task and the length of this process and to remain calm and kind when you meet a part that maybe is giving you some resistance when you meet a part that gives you resistance, it's, remem- it's important to remain committed. It's remembering to continually put forth an effort for yourself um, and being committed to aligning your actions with your wants and telling the parts within you that you hear them, that you will honor them, and that you will commit to allowing you to express yourself. So you're telling the parts I will let you come out. I will meet your needs. And, you know, even if there's one that meets you with resistance, it's that commitment and telling that part, we will get there. I will meet your need. And it can take as long as you need it to, because I'm committed to you. I'm committed to myself is essentially what you're saying. And lastly, and lastly, kindness. Um, and this, I think, is almost the most important piece along with commitment. And it's this idea of treating your body and mind with kindness and patience and not getting frustrated when you act in a way that makes you think, oh, I shouldn't have done that. That wasn't very authentic of me. You know, it's going to happen. This is a lifelong process. You're not always 110% going to be um, in a situation maybe or um, in an event where, you know, you may act out of line and with your, with your wants and needs. And like, that's okay. You know, we're humans. So it's that remind to be kind and gentle enough with yourself to understand that the process of authenticity is a long one and that nobody is perfect. 
And so those are kind of my four key points to remember um, in being true to yourself. Those four key characteristics, I think, will give you this mindset of uh, commitment and kindness that will allow you to continue on the process and stay true to your your mission of finding authenticity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, authenticity, of course, from, from what you've said, means having a, a, a keen awareness or developing a keen, aware, a keen awareness of who you are, mm-hmm. who you really are at your core and what you stand for. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Then, uh, expressing yourself honestly and consistently to the world in alignment with these um, these values, right? That you that you want to represent as yourself. Yes, and and I keep thinking back to our podcast about boundaries because because they're very closely yeah. linked, you know. Because it's like, how do I do that? Well, okay, in honoring your needs, how do I do that? Well, you 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 set the goal, you set the boundary. And when it gets challenged, you uphold that boundary because, you know, it's, it's all part of it. They're all, yeah. they're all closely linked. Oh, it is. It is so interconnected, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. um, one of those things is standing up for how you want to represent yourself, right? And Yeah. And, and kind of what was it that we said that the boundaries were the rules and regulations of interacting with me yes, and yes that was your that was your wonderful phrase that you used yes mm-hmm. yes and so it's like okay so if I have rules and regulations of interacting with me that very much feeds into okay I'm upholding this is who I am this is how I'm expressing myself and this is how you can interact with me or or if you choose not to follow those terms and conditions then like you know I don't need that in my life because and 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 that's the um the company part of the authentic and and the law of attraction i'm not allowing this person and their energy to come into my life because um they're gonna they're gonna mess up like my authenticity with what i'm putting out so i'm putting out this boundary to protect my energy and my authentic uh way of living and so the people that respect me and go by those rules and regulations they're going to be in my life and so there's that law of attraction. What I put out, that boundary allows people to come back into my life that are in alignment with what I want. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there it is again, the law of attraction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my next question, uh, you know, is actually really, really crucial to this whole discussion, I feel, Amber, because nowadays with the influence of social media i think people of all ages but in particular young girls feel the need to compare themselves with others Mm -hmm. and how i mean living living authentically means uh, living true to yourself, uh, your values, uh, the way you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your wants and needs are uh, then honored and, and, and everything you've said today. But the problem is that young people, I think, are too influenced 
by all they see on their social media sites. So how can we stop comparing ourselves to others? And this, I mean, this, this doesn't apply just to young people. Anyone who uh, gets on Instagram or Facebook or, or any of the platforms and, you know, compares themselves, they're not maybe um, as, as, as slim or they're not as successful. Um, they're not doing a hundred things, uh, you know, just like the next person is. There's, there's, we're, we're constantly in that comparison trap. How can we stop doing this to ourselves and just kind of put those blinders on and say, hmm, this is, this is how I want to show up um, and, you know, to heck with the rest. <sighs> I know, I know it's a tough I know. question. Isn't no, 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 it? yeah. no, it's just, I identify with this so strongly um, because, and you know, and this just goes to show like, yes, I'm, I'm in school for counseling psychology and we have all these tools. We're still humans. And despite me knowing all of these things and all of these tools, I'm a human and I'm still going to compare myself to others. You know what I mean? So I, I, I understand how important this is and how hard it can be to not compare yourself to others. Um, I'm going to I'm going to give you guys a little bit of insight on comparisons from a psychology standpoint before we look at how to stop it, because I think um, understanding really helps with action. Understanding why you do something kind of can help you give a basis as to like, oh, this is why I'm doing it. So this is how I can stop it. Mm -hmm. So why do people compare themselves? Depends. There's two types of comparisons that we make. We can make what we call an upwards comparison. And that's when we compare ourselves to people who are, in a sense, better than us. Um, and those comparisons typically make us feel bad about ourselves. And on the other hand, we have downwards comparisons. And that's when we compare ourselves to someone who is below us or is less skilled. And those types of comparisons make us feel better about ourselves. So for example, if you're studying to be a doctor or maybe not even studying to be a doctor, maybe you just want to be a doctor or a veterinarian and you look at someone who's been a veterinarian for 15 years and you say, wow, they're so much smarter than me. They know so much more stuff than me. I'll never be like them. So, you know, I might as well not try. That's an upwards comparison. You're comparing yourself to someone who's more skilled, who's quote unquote better than you. And it makes you feel bad about yourself. It can make you feel like you should quit. And then there's the downwards comparison of maybe you compare yourself to a 12 year old child and you're like, yeah, I'm stronger than them. <laughs> of course you are. They're 12. Yeah. Um, and, but you can still, it's, it makes you, it bolsters your self-esteem. You're like, yeah, at least I'm better than, than that guy over there. Um, and so if you find you compare yourself a lot, it may be beneficial to identify which type of comparison you're making and then ask why. So discovering the root cause of these things, like we said, with authenticity, you're, you're looking inwards at the need. So why are you comparing? You know, are you, if you're making upwards comparisons, is it that you don't want to try? Are you scared of trying? Are you scared of failing? You know, explore what comes up and maybe start there. Um, 
once you've kind of like identified why you're comparing, you're able to pick out tools better to help you, um, to stop you from comparing yourself to others. My best tip for any kind of comparison is that if you feel compelled to compare yourself to others, compare only to your past self. You know, I can appreciate the need for us to compare to one another. It is human. I do it. Everyone does it. And like you said, it has only gotten worse with social media. Um, I would say like Instagram or any image-based social media is just, it's so difficult because it's so easy to see a picture and, and say, oh, I'm not as fit as them or, oh, I'm not living as good of a life as them and get upset. And so we live in this constant state of comparison through sharing these highlight reels. Um, but in order to protect our mental health and really commit to honoring our authentic selves and the process of becoming, I urge you to only compare yourself to your past selves. And this is why. Comparing yourself to your past self forces you to assess and recognize process or progress rather. It forces a recognition and an appreciation and maybe even some gratitude of, wow, look at how far I've come. It can also produce insight. So maybe, yeah, you've realized that you've made some changes that aren't very beneficial and they aren't serving you right now, but you're able to reflect on that past version of you and think, oh, back then I was doing this and it was more beneficial. How can I get back there? You know? And so it's this, it's, it's more constructive and beneficial than, than an upwards or downwards comparison to another person. Um, so this idea of comparing yourself may even help you in the journey of looking for authenticity um, because it allows you to, to look at that pro progress that you've made. Um, and, you know, maybe in the past you were meeting some needs that now aren't. Okay, I'm going to go back to doing, to doing this. But, um, yeah, I, I really feel this, this, this issue of comparing yourself to others. I do it a lot. It's something I'm working on. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people can identify with this feeling of, oh, like, I'm not as good as them, or I'm not living that life. So, yeah. I, yes, and, and we have to catch ourselves, right? Because I think everyone uh, does it at some point, mm -hmm. some more than others, and it can make you very unhappy and unsatisfied with yourself and your life. And so I absolutely love that brilliant tip you gave people. Don't compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to your past self. Mm -hmm. And that's a way of looking at progress or finding things that you've done in the past that were beneficial to you that maybe you could start doing again. That, that is that is. That's golden, Amber. Thank you very much for sharing that. Now, just to wrap up today's conversation, what is one takeaway you'd like all my listeners to take to heart about our conversation today? I would tell everyone to buckle up and enjoy the ride. We have discussed that this process of authenticity is is lifelong, you know? So if you make the commitment to yourself to say, 
I'm going to do some digging and I'm going to learn how to live a more authentic life. Don't expect to reach your destination tomorrow, next week, next month, or even next year, you know, buckle up and enjoy the ride because this is the, a new process of living for you. And it's going to be so great. And you're going to discover so many benefits that we talked about today, but enjoy the road trip, you know, enjoy it. Look out the window, enjoy the scenery, enjoy all the progress that you're making and just breathe and just enjoy the ride. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you, Amber. How can people connect with you and dive into your world and find out more about you, Amber? Of course, uh, they can find me on social media. Um, I'm on Instagram. You can find me at livewell underscore blog. Or if you want to read my articles, um, each one has a free printable exercise attached with it. You can find me on the web. My website is livewellwithamberlin.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will, of course, add Amber's links in the show notes. Don't don't forget to look her up. She has some excellent resources. She has exercises to go through and she uh, offers quite a bit of insight into, you know, setting boundaries, uh, identifying your wants and needs and, and the three step process, exploration, reflection, honoring. I would just like to say, Amber, thank you so much for coming on the show again and talking so knowledgeably and sharing your wisdom about living authentically with us today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor to be back. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to today's talk. Check out today's show notes for ways to connect with me. And for additional weekly mindset hacks and tangible action steps, click the link in the show notes to reach my website, Inspiration to Grow. That's with the digit two. One more thing. If you enjoyed this podcast, tag me and share it in your Instagram or Facebook stories, or simply share it with a friend who might need a pep talk today. Be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast site, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music Podcast, and this way you'll never miss an episode. If you like paying it forward, please consider leaving a review. You'd help my podcast get prioritized and shared with other people who may need this message. I appreciate you and encourage you to make every day count.